0: So, I was late this morning because I had a doctor's appointment. Uh-huh. Um, I hate the doctor. Sure. I love my doctor. Mm-hmm. She's a lovely woman. But I hate going to the doctor. And today, I made a mental list of things I would do if I had gone to medical school and become a doctor.
1: Okay. Hit me.
0: Okay. No more fluorescent lighting in, in your exam room. For sure. A nice lamp with a warm glow.
1: <laughs> okay. Okay?
0: Uh-huh. Just like... You've got a robe there sitting for me mm-hmm. after I strip naked and pretend this is normal. Yep. I want a pair of socks. I bring my own now, <laughs> like an old woman. I like have my socks in my bag. Are
1: they compression socks? No. I, I wish. just want
0: my feet to be warm when they're up in stirrups. Sure. That's all I ask. Mm-hmm. Okay? I want you to speak warm and soothingly to me, and I want there to be music playing.
1: What kind of music? Because that matters.
0: Look. When I used to go see an acupuncturist, he had, like, nature sounds.
1: Sure. Okay? Yeah. I'd take that. Okay.
0: Anything. Um, or, don't laugh at me if I whip out my headphones and want to listen to a podcast while you're up inside me. Okay?
1: <laughs> All i <I'm saying.
0: laughs> So, I need things to be, just in general, a lot more friendly.
1: Sure. Yeah. Um, less cold.
0: Yes. Less sterile. Mm-hmm. I mean, definitely, I want things to be sterile. Sterile. Yeah. But, for, for sure. But... I was thinking if I was a doctor, oh, and on your wall, I don't want medical diagrams. What I really want is an inspirational poster. Not like Michael Scott inspirational, but like I have this calendar at my home that like every quote is an empowering quote for women. Mm -hmm. That's what I want. Mm -hmm. I want to feel empowered when I'm laying down feeling weird things. Mm -hmm. Like, that's all I ask.
1: I was reading something recently, and it's probably, I'm sure it was in a book, about women of some variety, and... The doctor in that book had, like, photos of pleasant-looking men on the ceiling. It was, like, Denzel Washington or something. I'd take it. The doctor was just like, I find that this relaxes my patients.
0: Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That's what I want. Like, and maybe offer me a beverage. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Even water. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't need an alcoholic Mm -hmm. beverage. Just give me something (laughs) to... Can you
1: imagine, like, would you (laughs) like a martini, madam?
0: That would be the best doctor's office ever. (laughs) Every woman listening right now is like, Annie, you're onto something. I'm sorry I didn't go to medical school, you guys.
1: We could have done this. You're all missing out. Episode 139 of From the Front Porch, a collection of conversations on books, small business, and life in the South. My name is Chris Jensen, and wake me up when September ends.
0: And I'm Annie Jones, owner of The Bookshelf, an independent bookstore in beautiful downtown Thomasville, Georgia.
1: Now by the time you are listening to this, September has already ended, so good morning.
0: We made it. We haven't yet. I
1: feel like every, at the end of every month, we're like, oh, what a terrible month this was.
0: Look, August, I stand by it.
1: My least favorite
0: month. Hate it. But I always forget, in retail, every September is not great. You had a couple of... No, you had three massive, Mm. Mm -hmm. earth-changing, world-changing hurricanes to that.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, And then local stuff going on in our community. It has just not been a great month.
1: No. Um, Can you imagine, though, Like, if instead of a bookstore, we were a water store?
0: (laughs) We would... I still... I went to Publix last week, and there still wasn't water, because... Publix is a Florida-based company. Mm-hmm. I think this is what we forget because we are so um, bombarded with news. So like we're not really talking about Hurricane Harvey anymore because now right. there's Hurricane Maria to talk about, and it and it must and should be talked about. Yeah. But you're also you've also still got people in recovery from Harvey and Irma. Mm-hmm. Like. My point is, we are done with it. Like, the new, that news cycle ended. But people are still facing repercussions of yeah. that. Like, and we are barely facing the repercussions, right. like, comparatively speaking. Right,
1: because, like, how many dozens of people died in Texas? Right. 44 people died in Florida yeah. from Irma. And now Puerto, and then Rica, Puerto Rico, 44% even, are without clean water. I was about to say,
0: who even knows what that's going to wind up, what the numbers are going to wind up being like for there.
1: So. It's terrifying.
0: So, yeah, September globally hasn't been a great month. Yeah. And then I am running on... I think I was running on fumes a week ago, so yeah. now whatever is left of fumes is what I'm running on. And I,
1: I feel the same way, and like, we lead different lives, which maybe we'll talk about next week. Yeah, in we will um, But I have just been so exhausted this week. Yeah. Like, having to drag myself out of bed to go teach, <laughs> to come here, everything, I'm just white. Yes. And I don't know why. I don't know what changed or what happened, but I'm just like... Not ready to face anything.
0: No, we're in agreement there. And honestly, I've talked to a lot of people who feel the same way, so I don't know. Is it a full moon? What is, what's going on?
1: It's not a full moon. It's like a half moon right yeah. now. It's a, it's a waxing crescent.
0: Oh, Jordan would love that. He loves all the names <laughs> of the moons. <laughs> Um, anyway, but the good news is I guess like I still read a lot in September.
1: and the two and a half books that I read were phenomenal. Oh, so we good. can we can talk about that anyway. good because
0: I read kind of a mixture, mm-hmm. either really good or kind of good.
1: All right, so let's let's go through your books first.
0: Okay. Um, the first one I read, I adored. I had you special order this for mm-hmm. me. I'll have what she's having by oh, Erin yeah. Carlson. This book...
1: (laughs) It's all the Nora Ephron stuff? It's
0: all... So it's supposed to be a look at how Nora Ephron changed and shaped the romantic comedy. So it's looking at um, When Harry Met Sally, Sleepless in Seattle, and You've Got Mail. Mm -hmm. And then there are also references to Heartburn, um, one of the first movies she wrote, if not the first, and then uh, Julie and Julia, Mm -hmm. which I always forget she did. Right. Um, So at first I wasn't sure I was going to love it, like... The first chapter or two was just a lot of, I guess, setting up of what the author wanted to really talk about. But once, like, we got into the sections of, this is the When Harry Met Sally mm-hmm. section. This is the section about um, Sleepless in Seattle. This is the section about You've Got Mail. I was sold. Because it's all, like, an oral history, basically, uh-huh. of those movies. But then it also is a really great look at... Um, Nora Ephron and her life as a woman and a mm-hmm. wife and a mom and a boss. And, you know, did you ever read Tina Fey's Bossy Pants? Yeah. Okay, so one of the things I really liked about that book was it wasn't just funny mm-hmm. and it wasn't just clever essays. It was also like a look into what it was like to be a woman in her industry. Yeah. And that's what this was like. So I actually wound up underlining quite a bit, not just quirky, fun, wonderful facts about the movies, but also about her life as a writer and how... You know, the concept, this concept that we, I think women everywhere get sick of hearing about, like, l- having it all. Like, she really addressed that a little right. bit. The author did through through anecdotes about Nora's life. So, if you are a Nora Ephron fan at all, if you love those movies, which I adore them, mm-hmm. um, When Harry Met Sally and You've Got Me, like, I watch those movies seasonally, so at least four times a year I'm bringing those puppies out. Like, I love those movies so much. Um, they're like a warm, fuzzy blanket to me. They're comforting. Um, anyway, I just... The funny facts about, like, Tom Hanks on set mm-hmm, in mm-hmm. in Seattle, the fact that they had a different young boy playing that part until hmm. they realized, oh, it wasn't a good fit and, and what it was like to have to fire a child actor. Oh,
1: no.
0: It was... The little tidbits I got, and I already knew a lot about When Harry Met Sally because um, I've, I don't know, I've read a lot of things. Uh, But it was fun to hear the story about Rob Reiner and how he, you know, he and his buddy wanted to write this movie. Anyway, just truly wonderful. I gave it five stars because it's just right up my, like, it's exactly what I want to read about and talk about.
1: Camped out, dancing in your wheelhouse. Yes,
0: yeah. Yeah. It it was delightful. Um, And I read it during Irma, so it was very comforting as well.
1: Um, people like us is one you read that I don't think you liked a whole lot.
0: Yeah, so it's a new YA novel I think coming out t- maybe either super late this fall or early next year. You can put you can tell people in the show notes. Yeah. Um, I picked this one up because it was set at a boarding school, mm-hmm. um, and it was I thought it was gonna be like a murder mystery kind of thing, and that's how it opened. But it very quickly became it felt like a 13 Reasons Why type of setup. Yeah. So this young student is found dead on campus at her boarding school, and then one of the girls, like in this clique that kind of finds her body, Mm -hmm. um, wakes up to an email from the dead girl saying, you know, all, like, I don't want to say, like, here's why I did this, but, like...
1: Yeah, XOXO yeah, Gossip Girl. Yeah, made
0: it look... Yes, and so, yeah, okay, that's a great example. Uh, it is Gossip Girl, Pretty Little Liars... Uh, what did I just 13 say? Reasons Th- Why. 13 Reasons Why. That's what it is. And I... Look, somebody on my Instagram was like, oh, throwing shade at Pretty Little Liars fans. No, I watched a lot of that show until I just couldn't anymore. I just wanted to know who A was. So, um... <laughs> So, no judgment at all. I just went into it thinking it was going to be a murder mystery. Mm-hmm. And instead, it was like this young teenager, try, or this teenage girl, trying to figure out... I mean, basically, the, the dead girl is con- has contacted her, has had this email set to send before she dies. Mm-hmm. Like, kind of telling her, these are the people that contributed to my death, kind of thing. Which felt, again, very 13 Reasons Why. Absolutely. Um, so... My sales rep loved this book. Um, I have heard pretty positive things about this book from other uh, booksellers and people who are reading the advanced copies of this. So, don't you don't have to take my word for it? It just fell flat for me. Uh I I just felt like, well, this feels familiar. And I didn't read 13 Reasons Why, I just watched the show. But, like, it wasn't for me. I don't know, not my favorite.
1: Yeah, and that happens sometimes. And you know what?
0: You don't have to like every book.
1: Exactly. Like it's okay. You really don't have to like every book, and other people, other listeners might might enjoy exactly. it. Exactly. If this is kind of your genre, you might love it. It's just no, yeah, not wasn't what mine. Annie likes likes to read. Or no, not. wasn't mine. Um, what's next?
0: Stay with me. Ah uh, yeah. Um, I'm gonna try to do this. I buy a bio. I can't even figure out what I wrote. It's not that I can't pronounce her name. It's that I can't even...
1: Can't read her handwriting. I can't read my
0: own handwriting. But Stay With Me is by a Nigerian author. Mm -hmm. I already have... I feel like raved about this book a Mm -hmm. lot of places. I was at... um, Siba a couple weeks ago, and a sales rep like held up this book as one of her favorites of the fall, and I like cheered in the crowd, and I was the only person cheering. And <laughs> I was like, oh, <laughs> have we not read this yet? I thought we were all excited oh. about this one. <laughs> just me. Um, it is just me right now, but I'm starting to see it pop up on Instagram and stuff yeah. more, so I feel like it's catching on. Yeah, I've seen it on. a couple
1: times on Instagram since we talked about it. Yeah,
0: so I feel like it's catching on. It is so powerful. I ended the book and, and had a moment of just release from tension because it is a tense storyline so um in the book there's this young married couple they're in love they're living in nigeria and they have sworn to each other that they won't um participate in polygamy so Mm -hmm. the husband is not going to take additional wives Mm -hmm. he loves his wife too much and they've kind of made this promise to each other and then she has trouble getting pregnant Mm -hmm. and there's all kinds of community and family pressure for her to have a baby. And so he takes a second wife, um, I you know, with the point of ultimately having children, and.
1: Yeah, men's town situation. Yes,
0: and how the author handles these um, these interactions be- between husband and wife so deftly is just incredible to me. The writing is amazing. Um, if you liked Americana, this has obviously Amer- for for obvious reasons it has Americana kind of. Undertones. I also think homegoing. But interestingly, the sales rep who was excited about this one at SIBA mentioned Fates and Furies, and that's oh. when I was like, dun dun dun, that's it, that's yeah. it. Um, so it's Americana meets Fates and Furies because it's a very intimate look at a complicated mm-hmm. marriage. Um, but I think. So we did a Love It or Loathe uh, It or loathed episode on A Separation. Yeah. And to me, A Separation, Fall Flat, Stay With Me shines. Like, it's going to be one of my favorites of the year. And the cover is gorgeous. The cover super the great. The cover is so good. Um, so this is going to go in my top ten of the year, I think.
1: Good. It's really good. Uh, next up is the one from our friend Anne Bogle.
0: Yes. Reading got her people.
1: book out. Yeah. yeah,
0: got her book out. Um, she sent me a copy, so I, which weirdly, like, Authors don't really send me their books very often. Like, sales reps will send me books and things like that. So this was kind of fun. Um, So Anne sent us a copy, and I was able to read it. I, you know, am personality obsessed. So reading people, basically, it's a book where each chapter is devoted to a different type of personality test or assessment. So Mm -hmm. there's a chapter on Myers-Briggs. There's a chapter on Strengths Finder. There's a chapter on the Enneagram. Um, I enjoyed... Learning about those different types, uh, those different kind of personality assessments. I think what this is is the perfect primer. If you are unfamiliar with when people like in their Twitter bios put four letters and you Mm -hmm. don't know what they mean, then this is the book for you because it kind of gives you an introduction to each of those types of assessments. So, like, I think Jordan, Jordan and I just talk about Myers-Briggs all the time, like, it's something we're really into.
1: Kelsey and I do, too.
0: So, I think Jordan would like it as a resource when he teaches his classes. Mm -hmm. It feels very much like, almost like a miniature textbook on personality assessments mm-hmm. so it made me way more curious about the Enneagram right uh, turns out a lot of people are interested in the Enneagram yes because...
1: we had some, some some discussion on Instagram yeah
0: because yeah lots of people came out of the woodwork on Instagram I do think I've I need to Vox this friend of mine who's offered to kind of help me figure mine out, which I really would love. Um, but basically, Anne Bogle's book is going to inspire you to probably go find out more about mm-hmm. particular mm-hmm. Um, personality assessments. So I went on to read Road Back to You, um, which is a book about the Enneagram that I listened to, and so I forgot to put it on my list. So, um, so anyway, and now I'm kind of intrigued by by that. That whole assessment. So if you are unfamiliar with Myers Briggs or Strengths Finder, or she talks about being an HSP, and mm-hmm. if you're unfamiliar with those terms, which are terms we use a lot in yeah. our store, but if you're unfamiliar with those, then this is the perfect kind Probably. of primer for those.
1: Excellent. Um, so let's talk about talk briefly about Road back to you.
0: Yes, let's because I listened to it. Mm-hmm. Um, I had been in an audiobook slump, yeah. like, like. I didn't realize, you know, we've talked about before, like, how do you know when you give up a book? Well, turns out I give up audiobooks constantly. Yeah. I had no idea. Like, I went to my Libro FM app and I was like, 12 books. Like, what am I doing with all these? And they were ones I had started. Yeah. Um, so, good news is, Road Back to You, Ashley, and I wound up listening to it on the way to Siva Perfect. and on yeah. the way back. And then I've listened, I'm on the last chapter. Um, so, it's by Ian Cron and. Gosh, Suzanne Head, I think you can yeah, I'll you have that put that in, that in the show, show notes. notes. But Ian is the narrator um, of the audiobook, and he's a pretty good narrator. Ashley thought he sounded like Rob Lowe. Oh. Um, so he's a perfectly pleasant, pleasant voice and really great synopsis of the Enneagram. So he kind of goes into just things I didn't know about it. Like it's really been used as a spiritual assessment Mm, for a long time. It, It got its root. It has its roots in early Christianity. So I thought that was interesting. Um, and it's very much a personality assessment based on the worst parts of yourself.
1: Yeah, for sure. So
0: that was really f- interesting and funny to listen to with another person in the car, like, as we're both kind of looking at each other like, right. Especially
1: <laughs> for, like, you and Ashley who know each other super well. Yes. Right? Yeah. Big family. Yeah. Uh, yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so we listened to it. Um, he, Like I said, he's a great narrator. And he just goes through, so, like, he starts with, there are nine types, and he starts with eight and then devotes a chapter to each. So um, he starts with 8, 9, and 1, because he does them by triads. You know, that's probably more than people need to know. But what I liked was each chapter contains 20, like, signature statements this Enneagram type might say. And that's at the very front, so you can kind of identify... Does this sound like me or not? And then it talks about spiritual growth. It talks about what that type was like as a child. Um, that sounds interesting. It's really interesting. I'd love to flip and it's, around And on it's that. A, I was gonna say it's a good one to probably either flip through, which I imagine and Anne's book would be like that, where you don't have to read it straight through. Mm-hmm. I did, and I kind of wish I hadn't. And she tells you not to yeah. in the front of her book. She's like, "Use this as a resource," but I was like, "I want to read it." <laughs> so, <laughs> so um, the but this Enneagram book is kind of similar, where you could probably pick and choose. But it was good to kind of get the whole overview. Yeah, I've sure because i didn't know what type i was mm-hmm. and this way i could kind of narrow it down so
1: did you land on anything
0: yeah i think i am probably a five okay which is what i have tested as but i talked to a couple of people i really trust and they were like oh no you're a perfectionist you're a one for sure and i ain't like there are tendencies of mine that are like
1: right. that and fives have perfectionist tendencies they do because i'm a wing five yeah um
0: yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, so, but that
1: makes sense to me. And the thing about overlap. the
0: five that I struggled with, and I still want to talk to my friend Lee about it, is um, it, it felt like a five is pretty aloof mm. and very much in their head. And I think because in my job I can't do that, yeah. that some of it sounded much more like like one of the attorneys that Jordan works with, or even our dear beloved Friend Sterling, who used to work here, like sure. some of that. I was like, that's Sterling, um, and Sterling and I both test as INTJs on the right. in, on the Myers Briggs. But some of it, I was like, wait, I don't know that that's like me, but I think it's because here
1: you can't be. I that. can't be that. And I think that's what trips people up with the Myers Briggs a lot. That Myers Briggs is all about preference, yes. not about expression and reality. Yes. Um, if you are not allowed to be an introvert at your job, then you might not feel like an introvert right. all the time. Yeah. Um, but. Doesn't mean you don't Doesn't want one. Doesn't mean you're
0: not want one. Well, and then I did think, well, that could explain why I am completely wiped out when I get home. Yeah. And interestingly, somebody, I, so I had posted about this on Instagram, and somebody commented to me, wow, if you're a five, you must be exhausted all the time. And at the time, I didn't know what it was, but I laughed and thought, oh. Huh. <laughs> Maybe that's true. Yeah, so anyway, so Road Back to You. I do highly recommend if you're interested in the Enneagram at all.
1: Cool. Um, what's next?
0: To Dance with the White Dog. Oh,
1: our one book selection. Yeah, let's talk
0: about this. Yeah. Because I'm gonna tell I'm gonna tell you and listeners, you already knew, I was very hesitant mm-hmm. about to dance with the white dog. I'm just gonna be very open and yeah. honest. This wasn't the book. Like I'm on the One Book Committee. One Book is where our whole town reads the same book, and we celebrate that book, and the author comes to town. It's a very big deal. Um, it's one of my favorite things Thomasville does. And I'm pretty sure you can check back episodes for like more information about our One Book program. Definitely. But I'll link those. Yes. This year we picked To Dance with the White Dog. Um, my committee fellow committee members loved this book, raved about it. Terry Kay is the author. He is from Georgia. Mm-hmm. So it's very much a regional favorite. Mm-hmm. And I found out it was a Hallmark movie, and kind of just got (laughs) eye-holy about it, which, I'm sorry to say, is sometimes who I am. Yeah,
1: no, me too. Um,
0: But the good news is, this book is a charming, delightful little book. That's great. And I was proven wrong. Um, And maybe it's because I went into it with such low expectations, but it wound up being a delightful, yeah, really charming book, kind of about this older man whose wife has died, and he is coming to terms with her death when this white dog shows up on his doorstep to kind of befriend him. And you can't figure out is the white dog real is the white dog fake. Mm -hmm. Like what is going on here? Um, if you liked a man called Uva, this is for you. Like it is a wonderful look at aging, Mm -hmm. um, and grief. Um, it's just, it was, it was a delightful book. I think I finished it in one sitting. Um, so if you haven't read this I would love for you to because it it's it's better than I expected it to be which is
1: great yeah which is so so
0: nice (laughs) there are times when
1: we like to be wrong yes and this is one of those this is one of them
0: so anyway uh, To Dance with the White Dog very southern Mm -hmm. so it's a very southern book but um, but would be enjoyable I think to most readers would really like this one so maybe this will inspire some of our listeners to pick it up
1: that's great Uh, what is next?
0: I'm gonna run through a couple of these. So, Down and Across is by Arvind Amadi. Um, it is an ARC, so it's coming out. Why novel coming out in January, February? It's called Down and Across because one of the main characters is obsessed with crossword Crosswords, puzzles. Yeah. Puzzles. Um, the protagonist is a young uh, Muslim young man, and I think the author is too. So that was kind of neat. Um, <laughs> This is a YA book that... you didn't love. Yeah, it. I yeah. didn't love it, and I wanted to. Mm-hmm. I I loved the premise. Um, it's about this young high school student who his parents have pressured him to, you know, find internships in this job. And he gets very overwhelmed. His parents leave to go out of town, and he decides to run away, kind of, sort of, to Washington, D.C. to meet the professor who has written this book, basically sounds like um, Angela Duckworth's book, Grit. Uh, mm-hmm. Because he just feels like maybe if he had grit, his parents would trust him to make better Just dis- Like, he, they wouldn't pressure him. He right. would make his own decisions. Right. And he's a little frustrated with himself that he doesn't have grit. And so he goes to meet this professor. And, of course, hijinks ensue. And he meets this vivid cast of characters. I think what I didn't love... So I appreciated about this book that it really had a different type of character for, um, for each... Like, the main character is this young Muslim kid. There's a very outspoken Liberty University-attending Christian who about drove me nuts. And I knew people that went to Liberty University, and I know there are some like that, but it was frustrating to me that this character just felt like a stereotype. Uh Um, And I understand that that's probably because I'm coming at it as a person of faith. Um, But then there's another character in the book who is like this libertarian. Politics kind of plays a subtle part Mm because of where it's located. He plays this libertarian gay bartender, and like it just some of it was like, are we trying too it hard, maybe? <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah, like too caricature. Yes,
0: a little bit to me, um, but I get what the author was trying to do, and I appreciated the premise and the protagonist of all the characters. The protagonist is who I loved. Mm. Um, I could have done. That's important. I could have done without some of the quirks and and distractions of the minor characters. But I know they served their purpose. Um, but I was rooting for this main character to kind of figure his life out and trying to grow it, kind of grow into adulthood. Mm-hmm. So so I, I liked it, didn't love it, wanted to love it more. Wanted to love it more. Yeah. Uh,
1: the next one is the one we did Love It or Loathe It on, so you can be yeah. short, but it's When Dimple Met Rishi.
0: Yes. When Dimple Met Rishi, I adored this book, mm-hmm. so it kind of filled all my YA gaps. Like, I felt like I had read some YA books this month that I just didn't. That didn't resonate with me. Mm -hmm. Doesn't mean they wouldn't with somebody else. But When Dimple Met Rishi was the life. I I love this book. Just a good
1: romantic comedy. Good
0: romantic comedy. And I'm wondering if that's just my wife. That's your genre. Yeah, Yeah. genre that I choose. And that's fine. And that's fine. Like At least now I know it. So it's excellent. I want Mindy Kaling to make the movie version. Like, I want her to produce.
1: I, I think she might. I mean, maybe I we're making saved. that up. Mindy?
0: Are you listening? Which
1: are you there, Mindy? <laughs> it's, it's us. Me. <laughs> um, tell, me, tell me more.
0: Tell me more. Okay, this is so good. Kelly Corrigan has written The Middle Place. She's written... Ah, uh, glitter and glue. Great nonfiction essayist. She writes wonderfully about the ordinary life. So, tell me more is her new essay collection coming out in January, where each chapter is about a phrase mm. that she wishes she used more. So, right, tell right, me right. more is one. Yes is one. No is one. Um, I. Loved this book. She wrote it after the death of her father and the death of her best friend. So tears will ensue. Mm-hmm. Read this with a box of Kleenex. Uh, but it is, it is, so well written. I really, if you have not read Kelly Corrigan, but you like Anne Lamott, I feel like Anne Lamott um, would be a good comp. I just I really love what she has to say. Um, she's like Irish Catholic foul mouth like uh-huh. but. But everything she says, I'm like, oh, you're right. Like, I'm (laughs) underlining. I don't know. It's just really... It was a really good book. And it comes out in January, which I think is the perfect time to read this. Perfect. Because almost kind of like New Year's resolution Mm -hmm. kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, anyway, tell me more. I bet the publisher thought that. I bet so. (laughs) I think it's going to come out at the perfect time.
1: And then have you finished Sing Unburied Sing? I'm
0: so close. Okay. Okay, it is just heavy. Yeah,
1: of course. And it's beautiful writing.
0: Yeah, and so I don't... You and I were talking before we hit record, like, I don't want to rush through it just to get my right. quota up. Like, I want to enjoy it, dang it. Like, <laughs> like, like I want to enjoy this book, so I'm enjoying it. So I am probably three chapters shy. It has had some intense, very sad moments. Please read this book. You will love it. I am pleading with the listener, read this book. Yeah. It's so good. Desmond Ward. And it's important. And... I think Ann Bogle is somebody who has said before, I don't like when people say a book is important. It, mean, it means it might be boring. And I'm like, no, Oof, that's yeah, not what no, it means hard, to me. disagree. When I say important, what I mean is it's timely and it's addressing topics that need to be addressed. Um, and I also
1: don't think books necessarily need to be, like, can't put it down entertaining. Right,
0: I think there's like a place for can, those.
1: If you can't. Sit and read something because it's quote unquote boring. Like yeah. maybe the problem is you. <laughs> yeah. I don't
0: yeah. know yeah.
1: unpopular opinions with Annie and Chris. Yeah,
0: uh, and and this book isn't boring. Like there are plenty right. of climactic moments, but it is so well written and well done. I don't want to. I don't want to speed read it. Yeah. Um, she is. She. I feel like I said this about Celestine. I try not to throw around this word, but I think Jasmine Ward is a genius. Yeah. I think she is so talented. I don't know, but. Because I've got to look at the list, but I'd love if she won the
1: National Book Award for this one. It's so good. That's high praise. Yeah. That's really good.
0: All right, what about you? Sorry, I took up like a bajillion minutes. No, you're good. Um,
1: this is our normal ratio. Okay, uh, good. Because I don't get to read as much as you do.
0: <laughs> you got other things. I
1: didn't have other things, which maybe we'll talk about in the upcoming episode. Um, I got to read an ARC at the beginning of this month, um, roughly four weeks ago. Um, it was called The Afterlives by Thomas Pierce. It's coming out in January. I adored this book. Okay. It was so perfectly in my wheelhouse, exactly what I love to read. It's about a young man. He's probably like 30 when the novel starts and his heart stops and he dies for like two or three minutes. They bring him back. And he's just so concerned that he didn't have any sort of near-death experience. Okay. That he didn't see white light at the end of the tunnel, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Okay. And he talks to all these other people about, like, having died briefly, and he's like, I don't have this experience that everybody else does. And so he becomes kind of obsessed with the afterlife and this idea of of death and uh, what happens and to what us after next. we die. Um, he ends up reconnecting with his high school sweetheart, who is a widow.
0: Okay.
1: And has a young daughter. And the rest of the book is kind of... It's a portrait of their relationship and their eventual marriage, and that's not a huge spoiler, um, and then gets a little bit heavy into sci-fi in the last, like, 75 pages. Okay. Where, I can't talk about it, but it's not, like, when I said that, that shouldn't scare you away. Okay, because I was going to
0: ask, oh, you had me on board.
1: Yeah, 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 but it, like, it still works. Okay. Um. Time Traveler's Wife is my closest comp in terms of like there's a sci-fi element to it mm-hmm. but it's more about these people's relationships okay that are just kind of informed by this plot device oh
0: I love that book um
1: and it's still like very much set in our world it's not like in the future or on another planet or anything okay um All very normal, very natural, except there's a very eccentric character who comes up with something kind of crazy. Okay. Um, really cool.
0: Okay.
1: I loved this book. Five stars.
0: Yay! I tweeted
1: the author, and he was like, thanks for reading, and I was like... He wrote me back! (laughs) Um, so good. Oh, that's so good. Um, he's got a short story. It's a debut novel. He's got a short story collection, um, that I also really want to check out. Okay. Um, the other thing I read was one that we've talked about a lot of times, so we don't need to talk about it in depth, but The Mother's.
0: Oh, that yes. End. Finally read it. Yay. Read it for
1: class. Um, loved it. It was great. Um, it wasn't quite what I was expecting okay. from what we've all talked about for the past year or more.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, more than a year since this book came out.
0: Yeah, about a year. Because it's about to year. come out in paperback.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, it was out in paperback this month, Next, I think. yeah. October. Um, I don't know what I was expecting. Okay. It wasn't what I read. Uh, okay. But I, I really liked what I read. Good. Um, for whatever reason, I thought it was going to be more of like a told-in-the-past-tense kind of novel. Okay. Like, we know something bad happened in the past, and now we're all dealing with the ramifications. I didn't realize it was going to be a chronological, like, here's what happened, and here's what happened next, and next, and after that, and maybe a short time jump, but... Uh
0: Uh-huh. It's all um, pretty much linear. It's
1: it's linear, um, which I wasn't expecting, but that's fine. Mm -hmm. Um, It was very good. My class loved it. Good. Um, And... Had a lot of questions. We talked about the last two sentences of the book for a half hour. I
0: love
1: that. Um, which is something I feel like you can only do in a lit class yeah, or a book club. That's right. That's true. That's um, so good.
0: Good. Oh, I'm so glad. I'm so glad you finally got to it. Yeah, me too. Well, good. That's it.
1: That's it. out strong but now we're coming up thin are oh, we cast our lots with all the devils of sin oh my god oh my god oh my god
0: from the front porch is a production of the bookshelf an independent bookstore in thomasville georgia it's produced by me annie jones and chris jensen and edited by chris jensen if you're interested in purchasing any of the books we have talked about on this episode you can do so at bookshelfthomasvillecom forward slash shop
1: Thank you so much to Forlorn Strangers for the use of our theme music. It's called Bottom of the Barrel, and it's from their album Forlorn Strangers. Learn more at forlornstrangers.com. And hey, thank you so much to our Patreon supporters. You guys have been helping us out a lot, and it's been really cool to see the support that's coming in. If you would like to become a patron and access some fun bonus content like extra bonus podcasts, you can check us out on Patreon.com/slash/FromTheFrontPorch. And if that's too much to remember, check out our website, from frontporchpodcast.com. We've got web-only content, full back catalog-ish of episodes, <laughs> and detailed show notes, links to further reading, etc. This week in the bookshelf, something funny happened.
0: Um, all my stories are always about story time, but sorry, that's where funny things mm-hmm. happen. So we were reading a book about dogs, and I of course had made them bark like dogs, and whine like dogs, and smile, trying to make the reading as interactive as possible. And then I got to a sentence where... The dogs wag their tails, and this little boy just turns around and wags his bottom. You're almost like, look, I can wag my tail! And it was phenomenal.
1: (laughs) Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you next week.